I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. sound like a i don't know why i like the intro every rap song just like hey turn me up the headphones because <laughs> i was shooting a music video yesterday and he yeah. was like hey turn my music up a little bit it's like wow i never heard that one before it's always turn me up the headphones it's not <laughs> he's like less of me less of me yeah. can i get less of me in my ears that's a, please? That's a true christian rapper right there he's like can i get more of god's <laughs> word in my heads my headset please man that's a good bit yeah that's a good bit Write that down, somebody. What have you been up to, dog? Man, it's been a busy week. We shot two music videos this week. Yeah, we, we yeah we still have a, a shot, another shot left on one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, hopefully both of those should be out by the time this episode airs. Really? At least one of them. I think so. I think so. Which one? Mine? Yeah. Heck yeah, I think dude. they'll be out. Heck yeah, dude. It's basically done. done. I want to I want to do one more <laughs> yeah. pass and then get those shots. And... Yeah, get excited, guys. Because uh your favorite <laughs> writing podcast host is dropping a music <laughs> <laughs> super niche. Yeah. We we teased this song like forever ago. I don't know dude, if you remember this, but not to get too far into the intro before we jump into rival pitches. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was talking to Sean about that. I was like, I was like, I'm glad I waited because it looks so good. Uh-huh. And I was, like, I'm glad I waited because like I recorded this. the song was ready to be like released like a year ago. Yeah, and I was like, I'm very glad I waited because the music video guy Robert is a genius, which I think we already know if you've seen Single with Fangs and My Fridge is Haunted and other things that he's done. Uh it it was so good. It was so good. You sent me the first cut, and I was blown away. Rival Pitches. This is where that, that cool song will go. Once. Yeah, I really liked it, by the way, when you sent it to me. Um, So today on Rival Pitches, big trend in Hollywood, since it's so hard to make original ideas, is we're turning to the world of video games. Oh, yeah. We got the Uncharted movie. We got this Sonic. new Sonic movie coming out. Uh, Detective Pikachu. Yep. Do you... I watched this movie recently. Fun fact, this is technically the highest rated video game movie on Rotten Tomatoes. But have you heard of this movie called Werewolves Within? No. Okay. It's a comedy movie. It was directed by a dude that does like a lot of college humor stuff and like Sam Richardson stars in it. Oh, okay. And the girl from the T-Mobile commercials, AT&T, something like that. Oh, wow. Anyway, really fun movie. I had no idea it was based on a video game until what was it I on? looked into it. What? Like, where'd you watch it on? Oh, you got to rent it, but oh. yeah, <laughs> you oh, got to pay like three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. 
Good movie. It was produced by Jim Cummings' production company, too. That's the other thing. That makes sense. Yeah. I still need to watch, like, his stuff. Yeah. But anyway, video game movies. They were notorious for being not so great. I think, like, only, like, the Pikachu and the Sonic movies have really kind of a fan of. In particularly, like, the Sonic movie. People were like, when the Sonic movie came out, people were like, this is it. We're finally getting proper stuff. I think they're going to try to build, like, a Super Mario, like, a a smash bros universe okay because the mario movie is in production currently being recorded yeah chris pratt is mario yeah charlie day is luigi which taylor joy is yeah dude i don't care what anybody says i think that's gonna be great voice casting i think charlie day is perfect for the for for luigi Luigi. dude yeah yeah. charlie day has one of those voices that are just like i'm sure he hates his voice uh (laughs) But everyone's just like, people have a distinct voice are often way more successful. Yeah. Video game movies. We're about to (laughs) hopefully pitch one that's not bad. It's actually good. And Uh, so we have have dug deep into the the video game franchises and we are both pitching Crash Bandicoot movies. Yes. Yes, dude. I'm so excited to hear yours. Uh Because... I think that what I came up with is pretty yeah. solid. Okay. But I know, and I know you, and I know that whatever you bring to the table is going to make me go, oh, man, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> so I'm super pumped to hear your take so, on a Crash Bandicoot movie. So how much, how familiar were you with Crash Bandicoot before doing this? Because I wasn't at, at all. Like, I never played it. The, the only thing I think I knew about Crash Bandicoot was there's that one Mego slime where he's like, like, Bandicoot, we about to crash. And I think that's, like, <laughs> the only reason I knew what it was. I had Crash Bandicoot Nitro Kart on the PlayStation 2 when I was a kid, um, which was essentially just, like, the Mario Kart mm-hmm. of, the, of the Bandicoot universe. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't really have, like, a story. Like, it did have a story, but I didn't play the story. Like, I only played it like it was Mario yeah. Kart. Um, other than that, I really didn't know anything about it. Yeah. I did once, one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had was like a week before Avengers Endgame came out. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I was dreaming that I was in Endgame before it came out. I was just like inside the movie and all the superheroes were fighting Thanos and they were losing. There was a giant octopus in there. But at the climax of the Avengers Endgame in my mind, a like taller than two skyscrapers <laughs> crash bandicoot all of a sudden appears i don't know why crash bandicoot <gasps> was in my dream head and he like punches and kills thanos and he's yeah. who came in and saved the day and it was it was like a low res like game boy crash bandicoot too oh, but yeah. just like super tall heck yeah dude so yeah that's a something in my brain is just like crash bandicoot you need to remember this <laughs> All right, so who who's pitching first? Uh, I pitched first last week. All right, or last time we did this. Fine, I could I could go up. Good, could do this. Good, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. So I looked into the lore of Crash Bandicoot because right. I wasn't super familiar with it. I've never played it before. Is that why a lot of video game movies suck because they're made by people that have never played the game before? Probably, Probably but you know, here we are. I found the lore and the origins of the Crash Bandicoot characters like surprisingly gnarly and like serious. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was particularly taken. I saw a video about the origin of Dr. Neo Cortex, who is. Oh, no. I think we've wrote the same movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I looked into like the origin of Dr. Neocortex and he was raised by circus clown yeah. at the age of three. <laughs> so Bully's tattoo some, in some on drunk his forehead. clowns. Yes. Drunk clowns tattooed in. Surprisingly like traumatizing for a three year old child. But also at the same time, like he kept it and he was like, Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like a villain, like, this is why I'm angry at the world. I'm yeah. keeping this like scar on my head. As a reminder. Yeah, but yeah. And then his parents died in an explosion and he had to be sent off to supervillain school. Yeah. <laughs> and so this got me thinking because I think sometimes my my like strategy in, in for like doing something like this is to just like take the circumstances the characters are in incredibly seriously like the stuff around it could be fun and the world could be zady and wacky but like the emotions of the characters like really Very have to real. be yeah that's how we end up with like pixar stuff because it's like you know yeah. they care about the feelings of like a fish or a toy or something right, 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 right. and so that got me to thinking i don't know why i was thinking about this but like it's always like a difficult situation when somebody does bad things, but they're doing it kind of because that's the only thing they know. Yeah. Really? Like like a really sad situation is like like the Shia LaBeouf situation. Cause I loved the Honey Boy movie when it came out. Yeah. And it was it was about like his whole like traumatic upbringing of having like a manipulative, abusive dad. And so that movie came out that like explored all that. But then like shortly after the movie, like yeah. this girl we met on set, he ended up like repeating like a lot of the same behavior like towards her. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sad. And and it's like it puts you in a weird situation because it's like, can they really be blamed for that? It's like yes, but also like it, it's yeah yeah it's it, it, it's complicated. You're not excusing it, but you're like, well, of course he ended up like this. Like, look what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. what did you expect? You know? Yeah, and like if I grew up like that, would I be in a similar situation? And it's like, how do you fix that and like address that that shortcoming in their upbringing while at the same time like not placing too much emphasis on them instead right. of their victims and everything? Yeah. And yeah, I think that's something that like a lot of us are trying to figure out because there's no like one good answer for yeah. it. Yeah. Even like with all the emphasis on mental health, they're like, "Oh, just go to therapy." But like, you know, that a lot doesn't. of these people have been in therapy for years. Yeah, it and doesn't it's just super fix wrong. Anything. Yeah, it's not a yeah. magical fix all. So that's what this Crash Bandicoot movie is about, dude. I don't even think you understand how. Like, literally, yeah. I was looking up the Crash Bandicoot stuff, uh -huh. and I was like, the most interesting part of this story is his like origin. And yeah. so I, I think we wrote this. Up. You go, keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like there'll be some differences. But, definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely thinking that since this is like probably a lesser known property, like it was probably like more popular earlier on. It's not like a a Marvel comic or something. I think it's okay to do an origin in this one. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my origin isn't going to take up the whole movie though. But uh, Mine we're gonna. Either. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna open on Doctor Neo Cortex walking around Wampa Islet, and then a, a little a little bandicoot scurries past him. He picks it up, he takes it back to his lab where he and his mentor figure that he met at supervillain school, 
Nitro Brio. Brio, yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) They have just invented the Evolvo Ray, and they put the Bandicoot in it, zap the Ray, and then he starts evolving, and then out comes Crash Bandicoot. And one thing I really want to play with with this is just uh just showing this once like innocent animal like becoming self-aware because if you think about it like he was just a little guy just chilling and now like not only has his body evolved but also his brain and so he's aware of himself and it has all these feelings and stuff he's never felt before yeah so you you have that moment where like crash is like whoa where am i it's like whoa this is me this is me. Well, I'm self-aware. Like, well, I'm feeling so many things. Happiness, sadness. And then he just like kind of blanks, stares off into space. Like, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So after after this existential crisis that Crash has, uh, he's immediately put in a cage with uh, Coco Bandicoot. Who, Coco? Yes. It's uh, At this point, she's already been evolved she's been evolved for a while okay and so that's when so that's when crash talks to coco and figures out like kind of what's going on around here which is that a uh, dr neocortex and nitro have invented this ray that speeds up the evolution of all these animals and is has been making a lot of them and they're all trapped in these cages and crash is just like taking in everything he's like wow i don't i don't want to be stuck in here all the time i want to want to be out there and it's like i want to be out there do what i don't even have a name do you have a name it's like yeah my name is coco bandicoot it's like oh my name is going to be coco bandicoot it's like no that's my name you need to, <laughs> you need to pick something else that's and good. then he looks out through the bars and nitro has fallen asleep and he's watching nascar <laughs> on the tv and he's like whoa what is that and it's like that's a that those are race cars it's like wow I want to drive race cars one day. That looks great. And then there's like a crash. He's like, oh no, what happens? Like, that's a crash. Like, that's my name. I'm going to be Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> I love the, what's your name? Coco Bandicoot. I'm going <laughs> to be Coco Bandicoot. I love the character that you've built for yeah. him. This is fun. Yeah. So then uh, Crash is taken out of the cell by Neo. And Neo is walking him around and he sees like, a bunch of the other mutants like in their cages Mm -hmm. and that's when neo is like you are gonna be the leader of my mutant army and we're gonna take over the world (laughs) yeah that line of dialogue and crash is like i don't i don't know if i want to do that and then neo's kind of like oh well you aren't gonna have a choice because we're inventing this new thing it's uh it's called the the cortex vortex yeah yeah it's called the cortex vortex and <laughs> it's gonna brainwash you so you're gonna do everything i say whether you want to or not <laughs> but yeah. uh i'm just showing you around so you could like start your training to be you know super leader or whatever so crash is back in his cell with coco he's like i don't i don't want to do this because he's seen like all the all the like computer images of what's going to happen and how the island's going to be taken over and polluted and everything he's like i don't think i could do this we got to find a way out of here Coco's like, yeah, I'm down. And Crash's like, yeah, I just, we could escape that. Once we escape this island, we'll be totally free. We could do whatever we want. We could race cars together. We could crash cars. Like, crashing is a bad thing. It's like, well, we could drive the cars. <laughs> <laughs> crashing is a bad thing. Yeah. So they hatch a plan where some new materials for the Cortex Vortex are coming in, like the special, like, magic sauce that is really going to make this thing go. And so that's going to be the only time in a while that, like, the doors 
of this layer are going to open. And so they hatch a plan to like get out of their cells and hop on this shuttle as it's going out. And so they do that and they're running away from Neo and a few of the other mutants. There's a whole, it's a whole like set piece kind of thing where they're sneaking around and then it goes wrong and then they just got to make a break for it. And the crash manages to get on the shuttle like right as it's pulling out, but then Coco falls and doesn't make it. And no. so there's the moment where Crash is just like reaching out. It's like, no, no, as he's flying away and he can't do anything about it. Oh. But Crash, he jumps off of the ship and he lands on the beach. He's like, oh man, left Coco behind. I can't, I can't do this without Coco. It's like, I've never felt this feeling before. I'm so sad. Just like, oh man, yeah. Cause, man. Cause in the games, that's like, it's like his little sister. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's like, man, I don't know. Man, I never felt this way when I was just a little bandicoot and I was just a little guy. Now I'm just this this ugly thing and I don't even have a neck. Coco had a neck. I don't get what it was. <laughs> and he's true, so yeah. angry, he smashes a crate and then that's where we see Aku Aku, who is oh, the, snap, uh, the mask. Yeah, yeah the yeah. floating mask. And Aku Aku is like, you have a look at me from my slumber. You better go right now. I'm a... I'm a former witch doctor and I could cast all these spells on you. And Crash is like, he's too innocent to like feel like he's in any danger. And he's like, wow, that's cool. How'd you end up that way? And to uh, <laughs> to circumvent like what's probably a little problematic about this character, the gag we're going to do is Akuago is just like, oh man, fine. That, that witch doctor stuff, that's a, that's a front I put on to, uh, try to scare white people away because I don't like to be bothered. <laughs> really, I uh, Aku Aku is just a name I got from my favorite Polynesian restaurant when I was alive because, fun fact, that's how they actually came up with the name. Really? Yeah, the developers all went to a Polynesian restaurant called that. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I just died and... I could pass on or I wanted to be a ghost. I was like, I want to be a ghost. That sounds cool. And now I'm like in this mask. <laughs> but anyway, so Crash tells him about, ah, I need to, I need to go rescue Coco. And he's like, okay, we could, we could try to do that. And so they're, they're trying to gather supplies and hatch a plan to break into this layer. At this point, Crash is looking around the island because he's never like seen nature in this state before. And he's like, wow, all this looks so great. He sees an apple tree and this is when he eats an apple for the first time and he's immediately like obsessed he's like wow never tasted anything like this before what is this exquisite cuisine God, he's like that's an apple he's like oh my god i gotta gotta eat all the apples so anyway they're they're collecting some things and we'll have like a set piece where there is a level of the game i thought was really fun where it was essentially like the opening scene of Indiana Jones, but instead of running away from a boulder, he mm -hmm. was running away from a polar bear. I yeah, thought that was yeah, kind yeah. of fun. So I'm thinking that like they need some sort of like little item that could help them break in. And then like a mutant is there and they got to run away from it. But yeah, that's a, you know, that's all the funny game stuff is just them trying to like hatch their plan and gather supplies to break into the lair. And so finally it's time to do that. We get a great set piece with like a lot of running because that, that's a lot of the Crash Bandicoot stuff. Yeah, it's and, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a lot of running and smashing. And this is when he discovers his little like spin move yeah, that he does all the like time. Like a Tasmanian devil almost. Yeah. When he and Aku Aku manage to break into the tower, he finds Coco. Coco! Coco! 
and then at some point they're fighting and then him and neo are like one-on-one and also like earlier before this he he learned the true like origin of neo Mm. and like all the tragic stuff he's like man i bet if i could just get with him i bet there's some good in him you know i might be that way too if i grew up like that but he finally like he's alone with neo and he's like dude you're really you're like really smart and you don't have to like use all that for evil i know like you have this thing going on with nitro but you could you could split off and do your own thing you could be a good person and neo's like you know that that sounds kind of nice you know like i see how you care for coco that's how my parents care for me before they exploded <laughs> It's just like, you know what? I don't I don't want to be evil. Can you show me how to be good, Crash? It's like, yeah, I'll show you how to be good. And so Neo lets Crash and Coco escape, and then he leaves the uh, the lair. And so Crash, Coco, and Aku Aku are on the island, and they're like living happily ever after for a moment. But uh, then the Cortex Vortex gets finished, and all of a sudden, like more of the wildlife around them are getting brainwashed and evolved by Nitro. And so it's starting to get to the point where they're running out of places to hide on this island. This whole mm. island is kind of being taken over, turned into mutants. And it's still at a point where they have to capture everyone kind of one-on-one. But, you know, it's still working out. And the more people they brainwash, the quicker they could capture more people and brainwash them. Yeah. So they're running out of places to hide. And we'll get like a set piece where they're like kind of calm and then... They're compromised, and then a bunch of new characters, like new mutants, come in. Mm-hmm. Like your your dingo dial, the half dingo, yeah, half yeah, crocodile, yeah. tiny tiger, Ripper Roo. Like those could be like the three like kind of main like secondary villains of the second half. But so Crash is like, hey, I know Neo's around here. I bet I bet he could help us like stop this thing. And Coco like thinks this is a bad idea from the jump because she's like, I've been around Neo more than you have, and he's he's done like terrible things to us and but crash insists like no i think i think he's changed like i talked to him we could we can meet up with neo and we could take this down together and so crash manages to like find where neo's been hiding he arranges a meetup they meet up together and then bam it's an ambush everyone's there nitro and neo are teamed back up together again and crash is like how could you do this and he's like i tried being good for a little bit but I don't know. Evil is all I know. I literally was educated at supervillain school. Evil yeah, yeah, yeah. is all I've been taught. Yeah. I just, I couldn't do anything else. And here <laughs> we are. <laughs> and Crash and Coco managed to nearly escape, but Aku Aku is captured and brainwashed. And so this is a low point for Crash. He feels like he's messed this up. And now, like, really, they're taking over the entire island. And then the final phase of their plan is they're going to upgrade the Cortex Vortex to where it become a giant ray that they could just shoot at everyone so they don't have to capture people. They could just, like, shoot them from a giant tower. And so that's how they're going to take over the entire island and eventually the entire world. And so Crash is like, okay, we got to go up. We got to stop them from building this Cortex Vortex tower, and we got to rescue Aku Aku. So they devise a plan where as soon as the final most important piece of the cortex vortex is being transported from the layer to the tower they're going to intercept it Mm -hmm. take it away so they're hype they're getting ready to do this at this point crash 
is feeling kind of bad. And so he eats a ton of apples. And then there's like, I guess there's just like something in his genes or whatever. Just, just explain it. Something in his mutant genes. But eating a lot of apples just, just gets him really jazzed up. Yeah. And so he's all roided up and he's like, apples. yeah, he's like achieved like super strength and super speed just yeah. off of all these apples. And so they're running up as this truck is like halfway up this mountain. They get to it, but then our our three like new big mutants, the dingo, dingo dial, tiny tiger ripper, they're they're all there waiting to meet them. Coco and Crash are fighting them, and they manage to get Aku Aku, who's like there in a cage or something. And yeah, they manage to get Aku Aku, who's like up there in a cage or something. But then Nitro and Neo are taking off in like a little like dune buggy type thing yeah. with the piece of the cortex vortex and they're getting up the cliff and then crash is like oh no we got to go catch them and then we just like kind of whip pad to the side and there are a bunch of race cars and crash is like yeah. oh yeah we got race cars oh, and so they each get in a I race have, car. I have a line for you i have a okay. line for you he goes oh yeah it's time to crash yeah and then, and then someone's like, like no, no, crash, no, no don't thing. do that yeah it's like it's time to drive <laughs> <laughs> it's like there you go that's great that's great and so it becomes a giant car chase up this mountain and then even like some of the some of the mutants that they defeated before like come back in carts and so it's like a whole like mario kart type chase winding up this mountain people are falling off cliffs and stuff a lot of fun stuff but then they finally manage to catch up and crash manages to crash into the cart that Neo and Nitro are in, run them off. Nitro, the older villain, he falls off the cliff with the cart, but Neo manages to jump and he lands there. And so Crash and Neo confront each other one more time. Crash takes the piece of the Cortex Vortex and Neo Neo is like pleading with him. He's like, please don't destroy that. That's my life's work. Uh, I could try again. I really don't want to be evil we could build something new together you could show me how to build something good and then this is when crash has to make the choice he's like Mm. i don't know man i want to believe you but i need to be with coco and you know she didn't do anything wrong and like she's more important here and so he destroys the cortex vortex and he's like i really hope the best for you and i hate to do this but like i need need to take you somewhere you can't hurt anyone anymore and so I think maybe like Aku Aku could have like some sort of like magic thing where you could like take him off the island or something. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And that's where the movie ends. And then Crash and Coco and Aku Aku are just chilling. Nice. We're after. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We both agreed that uh, I, I too kind of centered things around Cortex, Neo, Neo Cortex. When I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, like so I really uh my my movie is very much like the movie's supposed to be, you know, the origin of of the crash band of crash. Yeah. And it is. Uh-huh. But also I it's really the origin of how neocortex becomes uh just so hellbent on getting on being Crash Bandicoot's rival, okay. right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, it opens. You see a young Neo Cortex, and he's sitting backstage at the circus. He's just sitting there and he's reading a science textbook. 
And his parents walk up and his parents are clowns. Mm-hmm. And his parents walk up and they're like, hey, you want to play with this pie? And he's like, no, thanks. I'm just reading my book. And, and his dad's like, oh. And then his mom's like, well, here, you want this flower? And the water flower squirts water at him. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm reading. And she's like, okay, well, we're on in two. If you need us, we'll be out there. And they kind of walk sadly off away from their disappointment of a son. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's reading. And um, then a group of drunk circus clowns walk up to him. And they're like, hey, what a nerd. Yeah, a nerd. And then they, they grab him. They're like, come here, nerd. And they tattoo the, the big N on his yeah. forehead. And, and now you've got this five-year-old neocortex and he's crying because he just got freshly tatted on his forehead and he's running to the curtain to go get his parents and just as he opens the curtain the giant explosion goes off oh man and he watches his parents blow up in front of his eyes uh he it cuts we flash forward just a little bit we see him walking by himself by a, into a large school that has a sign on the front that says Madam Amberley's Academy of Evil and the subtitle School for Evil Children <laughs> and he and he walks into the doors then we flash forward a little bit more uh, he's meet, he meets his best friend Nitrous um, Brio and you see them together and they're working on a little machine together and it's like a little montage and, and you see this machine and on the side of it it says Evolvo Ray Prototype or a Volvo Ray 1 or something like that. And then you see them using it on these twin boys that go to their school. And these twin boys turn into birds. And they're like, oh, we're on to something. And then they accidentally send the birds to a different dimension. And they're like, oh! And, and we're seeing this montage of all of them of them doing all this stuff together. And then now we flash forward. They're a little bit older. They're teenagers. And they're at a public high school. Um... And they're walking through the hallways with their backpacks on and they have their gizmos and inventions around them and all the other kids are bullying them. And it's like just a montage of just like laughing and tripping and knocking books out of the hands. And then we we, montage and then we see them running away from the school building and the school building explodes behind them. And they're just laughing hysterically because they just murdered (laughs) their whole school, (laughs) which is in the the backstory. Like this actually happened. Um, but also, like, what if you're an administrator at evil school and a child like blows up the school? Like, well, uh, so what it, do you do about that? Because like they're doing what you're. <laughs> this is a different school. Okay. Uh, the oh, okay, evil school okay. is like elementary, and then they left the evil school to go to a public. Uh, okay. high, they went to a public high okay. school. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- and this is all like actual lore. Like this is okay. in the lore. I didn't write oh. this. Well, I did, but like <laughs> I didn't make it up. Okay. Yeah. Um. Then we flash forward a little bit more. We're seeing new news footage, and it's all of these different events where um, Neo and Nitro were just destroying things. They were they were creating giant explosions. There's scorched earth left in their wake. They're doing all these crimes, all this heinous stuff together, and and the news anchor is is saying international criminals. Hell-bent on ruling the world, Dr. Neocortex and Nitrous Brio have disappeared off the face of the earth. After their reign of terror lasting several, several decades, they are completely been missing. And we pull back from a screen, 
and we see them working in a lab and the, and the camera just keeps going out and up and out and up until you're outside the building and you're looking down on these three islands, these three desert islands. And in the middle island is their big lab. There's like a giant lab that's been built. And that's where we were just inside. Nice. I think it's called, it's called Wampa Island. Yeah, Wampa yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're inside this lab. As we pull out and we see the three islands, then it's t- the title card, Crash Bandicoot the movie or whatever it's called. When we come back from the title card, we see the two, our two uh, evil doers are in um, their lab and they have a bunch of animals and stuff mutated and caged up and different stuff. But uh, the one that they're currently working on and kind of like a Frankenstein's monster type strapped down bed, they have a bandicoot strapped down and uh, it's Crash Bandicoot. And they're in an argument, right? Brio is like, it's not ready. And he's like, what do you mean? We've mutated tons of wildlife and animals on the islands. And he's like, but your cortex vortex hasn't been able to keep them under control. We don't know what this thing will do. And they're arguing. And he's like, this is a line from the, the uh, game, this next line. He goes, moron, this bandicoot will be our general. He will lead our cortex commandos to world domination. This time we will reign triumphant. So cool. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much like uh, basically what 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 this is implying is they've had this reign of terror on the earth mm-hmm. for a long time. They were international criminals, but they couldn't quite rule the world. Okay. Now they're working on this evil plan in yeah. secret to try to create uh, this army called the Cortex Commandos led by Crash Bandicoot, mm-hmm. and that's how they're going to rule the world. He turns on the machine, and it works. Crash turns into just this super strong, super fast, and super uh, sentient. Not smart, because it fries his brain a little bit. Okay. Crash Bandicoot yeah. is crazy. He's yeah. just like... Blah, blah, blah. Um, and his screams are, he's crazy. But the second that he wakes up, uh, Brio is like, the, the cortex vortex, it's not working, it's not working. And it, and it shorts out, and he's like, no! <laughs> and Crash just go, just breaks free of his chains doing his little spin move, oh. and he just starts destroying the lab this way and that way and jumps right out the window. And all you see is like a silhouette of his <laughs> shape like in the glass. Yes. And the camera moves back down, and you see the female bandicoot, Tana. You went with Coco, the okay. little sister. Yeah. I went with the girlfriend. <laughs> uh, no lie, I thought Coco was the girlfriend. Oh, but... really? Oh, okay. Uh, it yeah. does kind of work either way, though. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So wait, I, so what was her name? Tana. Tana. Okay. Which is so weird because it's not yeah. like any of the other names. Okay. Uh, so Tana, and we see her asleep, still tied up, and she she uh, has been mutated already. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then I, I don't have the rest of it as well written out, but this mm-hmm. is kind of the the beat point. So basically, now the two evil, I guess doctors, they're like, well, we gotta get we gotta get them back, and so they use Tana as uh, bait to get Crash to come back, yeah. which is what happens in the first game. And uh, we we see Crash, you know, visiting like exploring these islands and and un- like starting to remember flashes from what happened in the lab, and he remembers Tana, and he's like, "Oh, my girlfriend, Tana, she's she's still back there. I gotta go back for her." And you know, along the way, he meets uh, some friends uh, and maybe some not so friendly people. I didn't include the mask okay. guy. What's his yeah. name again? Aku Aku. Aku. I didn't include Aku Aku. 
because I felt like um, I felt like it was very video gamey. Yeah, okay. and and so because because in the games he's basically the guy that's like, this is your checkpoint. And he's the one that like instructs you, the pl- the one playing the game, what to go. Yeah. So in my mind, I was like, uh, we won't do that. Maybe he finds a, a different kind of uh, mentor along the way. But basically, um, he goes back to go get Tana. And on his, when he gets back into the lab, immediately the... The um the two professors I guess they're prof- I don't know what to call them mm-hmm. the two uh, villains yeah uh, <laughs> Neo and Nitro or whatever uh, they're at the, they've got her strapped up to the roof their plan is to get him to come up to the roof where they can trap him but uh, along the way like as he's fighting through this lab all of these other mutants are being set on him trying to capture him and he's having to fight them all off finally. After, you know, all the battles that have taken place throughout this lab, he makes it to the top floor where he meets, um, he sees Tana tied up and he sees the, the two villains and it's a big, uh, boss battle because, uh, there's a character in the games called Crunch Bandicoot. I was, yeah. Which is just a uh-huh. jacked up, yeah. basically like we'll see like the scenes where they're like, we need to build the ultimate weapon to stop crash. And they're like crunch. (laughs) And so the, the final kind of battle is crash versus crunch at the top of this giant lab. While the two um, evil guys are sending everything that they can against crash. You know, they're, they're sending other little like mini mutations after him while he's fighting. And there's this giant fight going on. He ends up freeing Tana during the battle, like the battle isn't over yet, he manages to break her free because, like, Crunch throws something that breaks her free, and so he's able to grab her. And so the two of them are teaming up together, and they their plan is we need to just blow up the lab. We need to find a way to just blow up this whole lab so that way they can never hurt and mutate and do this to anyone again. So while this giant battle is going on, Crash is trying to distract everybody by fighting Crunch and, and the other two. Waitana is running around the lab setting the explosives. She sets the explosives and she's like, it's going to crash in five minutes. We need to get out of here. She gets back up to the top and they have to get out. Like we got a ticking time bomb now, like literally. They manage to, to f- fight off uh, the two evildoers and they convince, um, they get on one of the... Uh, Cortex's, uh, what are they called? Um, uh, hovercrafts. Okay. They manage to get one of the hovercrafts, and they're about to take off, and Crash is still fighting with Crunch, and they're going at each other, and, and he goes, you're like me. You're one of me. You don't, it doesn't have to end like this. You don't have to do this for them. And and he, at the last second, like literally like 10, 9, he's like, he looks back at his masters, and he looks back, at Crash and Tana, and he jumps on the hovercraft with them, and we see them flying away, and they're escaping the island. And as they're flying away, it's like five, four, and Brio goes, my machine! And he runs back down into the lab. And Cortex Cortex is like, Brio, no! And, And then boom! The whole lab just blows up, sends Vortex, or Cortex flying he lands in in like some coconut tree or something like that and, uh-huh. and he wakes up and 
he walks into the wreckage and and in the wreckage he sees his childhood best friend the only person that he's ever had because his family got blown up yeah. and now the only person he's ever had blew up and he's looking at the body in the wreckage and in his best friend's hand is a blueprint crinkled up and he and he un, he grabs the blueprint and he unrolls it and it's a blueprint to rebuild a proper working Evolvo ray and he and he's got it in his hand and he's and he's crunches up and he yells at the sky and he was like I will get you Crash Bandicoot <laughs> and then we fade to black Nice. And then there's an end credit scene. Okay. And the end credit scene has um, Cortex. In it. We don't know like where he is. We don't know if we're st- he's still on the island, but he's in like a he's like rebuilt this little lab. Yeah. And he's just mumbling to himself because he's really gone over the deep end now because he's truly lost everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there fumbling around, and he goes, "Okay, I'll get Crash Bandicoot." Because Crash doesn't re- Crash doesn't realize that I've got something of his, and he turns around, and it's Coco Bandicoot, oh, no, Crash's no. <laughs> little sister. And so that's setting up the sequel where yeah. it's going to be uh, Crash needs to rescue his little sister that he totally yeah. forgot about. Yeah, that's yeah, that's mine. That's cool. It's really it's really interesting <laughs> that you. Uh, you included Crunch in this one. Because, like, my thought process is, like, Crunch Bandicoot is, like, perfect sequel material. Because, like, my end credit scene would have been setting like, up Crunch. Neo being like, oh, guess the only way I could defeat Crash build him again or something like that. Well, but, yeah, it's a it's an interesting conflict to, like, I, be fighting yourself. Yeah, I thought about that, and I was like, maybe I should do that for the sequel. But then I was like... I, like I, I used to really like the the Flash show mm-hmm. on the CW, and then it very quickly just was like, is like the first season he was fighting Reverse Flash, which was another mm-hmm. super fl- speed guy. Then the next season, he his rival is this other super fast dude, Zoom. And then the next season, he's got this other. And by the end of it, you're like, how many <laughs> super fast heroes are there? Yeah. And so my thought process was in the first one, we see. Crash Bandicoot is the dominant Bandicoot. Uh-huh. Like no matter what, from now on, when uh, Cortex is like, I-, "I need to stop Crash Bandicoot," it's not. Let's build a bigger Bandicoot. It's like mm-hmm. he already tried that in the first one. That was the big boss battle. It didn't work. Now we can move on to like some of the other stuff in the games, which was like one of them was uh, nitrous oxide or something like that. Yeah. And we get like bigger and better plans where it involves like all this other crazy stuff in the yeah. universe. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So in yours, him rescuing. What's her name? Coco. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> dang it. The names are really hard. Uh, I know. Yeah. Tana. 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 Okay. So in yours, rescuing Tana is the climax of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- re- rescuing Tana is the main objective. Okay. In, in his yeah. movie, or in this movie. Yeah, I feel like that is that is like very true to the games. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the games, 
the story is very it's it's the it's essentially the same thing I said, where it's like he needs to go rescue Tana. Mm-hmm. He's escaped the lab now. He needs to go back in and save Tana. That's the whole story for the game. Yeah, that's all because most of the game is the the actual playing where mm-hmm. you're just like jumping on stuff and breaking boxes. Yeah. So I was like, how do I take that story and I make it a movie? And like it, this would be like a ninety minute yeah animated totally. movie. Like it wouldn't be very long. Yeah, my thought process, like trying to like stay true to the games, mm-hmm. is just to like organize each set piece to where it's like kind of based on mm. a level because like yeah. you get like oh, the treasure yeah. hunt level you get there's a lot of him like sneaking in the lab and then mm-hmm. of course you got to get you got to get the race cars yeah that's cool and man they really did just rip like down to the graphics like kind of rip off mario Kart. well yeah so that's the thing about those games there's a ton of games just like that from that era yeah like sly cooper and like there's just a bunch just like it because that was what was popular at yeah. the time and what was cheapest. I mean, to those make. are my favorite type of games. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and you know, and, and in this, like, I have a lot of the levels that like you were talking about as well. Mm-hmm. But it's in like the it's in that that the main chunk of like him trying to get um yeah her back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, do you have any? Any feedback, any like oh, questions, yeah. comments, critiques. I guess we should have done that. Yeah. We forgot that we, we changed up bit, the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could reorder it. <laughs> it's our world. <laughs> yeah, it's our world. Um, so because my favorite part about yours was the actual like characterization of Crash. Uh-huh. And I really loved watching him as a character. So maybe, maybe just like we need to build up the relationship of him and Coco. Mm-hmm. So that way, when like Coco falls, the audience really is like, "Oh, Coco!" Yeah, because like he just became sentient, uh-huh. so he doesn't quite understand like their relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of like ad- advance that relationship by like really being like, "This is your li- like this is my little sister," like he's like, "I I think yeah. I remember yeah. like it was me and her on the island together before we were sentient, like before we were." Yeah, I think what I would do is. First of all, I really meant it to be Tata. I just got it confused. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we, you want to make that change? We can make that change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I think what I would do is just like play it off as like, since we're doing the angle that this is the first time Crash is like sentient and like feeling human feelings, is like this is like very much like a love at first sight, his first love type of thing. So yeah. immediately when he's feeling that feeling for the first time. He's just like obsessed, it, and like that's how we like fast track. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Tana, that would be my Tana, fix. Tana, yeah. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sister, yeah, that's a yeah. little bit weirder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think that's a that's a good fix then. Yeah. Building up that relationship so that way it really hits home when when she falls and he has to go save mm-hmm. her, and then um, maybe maybe fleshing out a little bit of more of like what happens uh, at the end there to to neo and uh nitro totally yeah because at the end it's like neo just like goes somewhere Mm. or something like that what happens to nitro oh they run nitro off the road but oh so he dies yeah oh i didn't even get that Uh, i thought he was just like oh yeah we ran him off and now it's like no oh they they run him off a cliff yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh no they murder him okay okay yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. which okay. I was I was even thinking while you were doing yours and talking about like 
uh neo's parents like blowing up in the explosion yeah. like what if like when they run when they crash into his cart and run nitro off the road what if that explodes and then that gives yeah a flashback exactly and then that really yeah. sets him off that kind of yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i didn't even realize i thought you just meant like they knocked him off oh, we'll, yeah. we'll <laughs> worry about him another time <laughs> okay so he's yeah. dead and then you said that for your ending it's uh the the mask dude just kind of like banishes him yeah which i could probably flesh that out more but you know yeah in the game I'm trying to remember what the ending for the game was. I think they like the game ends with like some dialogue on the screen that says something like supervillains aren't that easy to they don't stay down that easy or something uh -huh. like that. Huh. So maybe they can have him like they think he's dead. Like he falls into like off a cliff or something as well yeah. and they're like we killed him. It is like maybe the mask dude says something like supervillains aren't that easy to stop or something uh -huh. like that. All right. Cool. Yeah. Your yeah. turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as yours, I like, I definitely feel like it, it portrays like the classic, like first game narrative really well. And it definitely leans into like the tragic nature of Neo, which I yeah. think is cool. Yeah. Like that opening sequence, I could like see that. Also, the whole time watching that, I just, I thought of two things, which was a nightmare alley great movie Haven't takes place at the circus it's on hulu now I, yeah i need to watch it and then also our carnival episode which got deleted or lost or something but oh yeah yeah the carnival episode we had a great written by episode that took place at a circus and y'all are gonna get to hear it what it's was tragic. it about again it was about like oh it was the guy yeah yeah the magic yeah, yeah. dude yeah yeah wow man man rip yeah that was the one where the we oh it didn't the, the sd card didn't format yes, so we just yeah, literally sat it. here yeah. and did it for an hour and the record really wasn't even working uh-huh oh man yeah but yeah totally that's that's really cool i can envision that being cool i think uh the main thing you would have to work on if you were like making this movie yeah. would be like fleshing out like the middle portion of like what are the obstacles Crash is facing leading up to, like, yeah. getting to the tower? Yeah, for sure. And then also, I like the... You set up a great, like, best friend, like, dynamic between Nitro and Neo. The only thing you'd have to think about is, like, making sure that, like, they're doing two distinctly, like, different things in the narrative. So yeah. it's not, like, they're just two villains. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Other than that, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Nice. Yeah, sorry. What's crazy though is I feel like if we take both of our pitches, yeah, I think and we, we put we them can together, have a thing, yeah, it would pretty much flesh out one really good thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess this is what rival pitches is all about, yeah. Because you you obviously have some strength that I don't have, and and vice versa, I, I guess. I, <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end of this, I really really would love to make a crash bandicoot movie now which i was not expecting like yeah. going into this i thought it was just going to be like a let's pick this dumb game that we but now know. it's and, like yeah, if there's like, going to be a crash bandicoot movie yeah. we're the guys we to call do 
we need to play the games, but we're the guys I, to I call. I was about to say that. I got to like go play a game first. Yeah. But... Which I bought for Christmas. I brought my brother the remastered, the remastered trilogy for the PlayStation yeah. 4. So I got him at the house. Oh, maybe, uh, maybe I'll bring him one day and we'll sit in this room and play all of yeah. the games. <laughs> you know what we should do? If we upload our, our one minute pitches and at any point it ends with a tie, how we break the tie as we play. Oh, man. I thought you were about to say, what if we just, like, stream us playing Crash Bandicoot on, like, YouTube or Twitch or something? <laughs> but I like that better. Yeah. That's really funny. Oh, man. So this is this has been Rival Pitches. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how we our, ended Our one-minute pitches are coming oh, yeah, up yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. This is when we try to distill everything in a one-minute elevator pitch. These will be posted on our socials, on the Instagram. Make sure you our vote. TikToks. Yeah, vote on which one you think is the best. Because, guys, these past few Rival Pitch episodes, you guys have been killing it voting. We've been super surprised with who's winning, and it's been a ton of fun. And remember, at the end of the season, the person who has won the most pitches will get something that we haven't decided yet. <laughs> so be excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. See you. See you next week. Go vote. Go vote. Hokey Crash Bandicoot <laughs> to the polls. I don't know. <laughs> so how would I make a Crash Bandicoot movie? Looking into the lore, it's surprisingly gnarly, especially for Neo Cortex, who just has a super tragic backstory. His parents blew up, he got an in tattooed on his forehead when he was three, and he went to supervillain school. And it just got me to thinking like how we deal with people who have tragic backstories but end up becoming evil because on one hand like you feel for them and know that that's all that they know that's why they're acting that way but on the other hand like you need justice and you need to care about their victims so that's what this crash bandicoot movie is about essentially crash is created he's sentient he feels love for the first time he falls for his cellmate tana he manages to escape but he can't take her with him and so he has to go back and rescue him he goes back and tries to convince Neo that he could use his powers for good, but somewhere along the movie, Neo betrays him, and so he has to make the choice. I care about you, but I have to care about Tana more. The next big video game adaptation should be Crash Bandicoot. And the way that I would do a Crash Bandicoot movie is really leaning into the tragic backstory and growing bromance between Dr. Neo Cortex. Basically, he was raised by clowns who died in a giant explosion. Some drunk clowns tattooed a giant in on his forehead because he was a huge nerd. And he ends up going to an evil elementary school where he meets his best friend, who is named Nitro, and they end up becoming the two of the biggest criminals the world's ever seen, but their plans for world domination haven't been working. They settle down on some, a few islands, and they create Crash Bandicoot. He's going to lead their army of mutated animals. But something goes wrong. He escapes, going completely on his own, and then realizes, wait, I left my girlfriend in the lab. He goes back for his girlfriend. The two villains are sending everything that they have at him, mutation, gizmos, everything, in order to stop Crash and recapture him so that they can mind control him to work for them finally in the end crash wins out him and his girlfriend escape after having to fight a giant mutated version of himself named crunch and now it is up to you the listener to vote for which rival pitch you like the best if you're new to this stay tuned for the outro to hear how to do that and this is the part of the show where we talk about our short film that's right. We're making. We've been working. Yep. 
if you if you missed last episode, we are adapting episode two of the Written by Podcast Double Day Double Date to an actual short film. Yeah, uh, last week we talked about how we were location scouting. We have most of the the cast. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are we are getting in self tapes for that last role, and we should have someone decided by the end of this week. So that's yeah, exciting. yeah, that's exciting. Um, Our location scout went great. We got a location that's not quite a restaurant but it's pretty close and with enough set design i it'll, think it's it's really gonna look nice it'll look like how it looks good wanted it to look, yeah. i've been uh i've been looking through just like adding stuff to my amazon cart of like things we need to buy set dressing wise i'm also i'm basically going to use this film as an excuse to just buy a bunch of new <laughs> stuff for your apartment and, yeah yeah <laughs> dishes nice. for my apartment because i actually i've broken a lot of glasses recently so it's, why what has been happening i mean not recently stuff? just over like the past year it's just you know one glass Fair breaks enough. here one yeah my collection has gotten a lot thinner but i'm about to order like <laughs> a restaurant's full <laughs> wow yeah okay cool yeah <laughs> well good i'm glad that it's not gonna go to waste uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and i guess the last the last thing we did this week was Y'all have seen from BTS in previous films, but I I storyboard by taking Legos, photos of Legos. Yeah. Which is just genius. Yeah. It's just so nice to like have something tactile, shoot it with an actual camera. But I did something different this time, which I actually I read all of the lines in our script out loud all by myself. Yeah. Tried my best to perform hey, them. You did a good job. <laughs> you really did. Yeah. And I, I cut that with some music and some sound effects and put the images over it so you could actually like watch it, the whole thing he, when robert sent it to me it literally like i felt like i just watched the short and i was like if we can just make the live action version of this it's gonna be good yeah it was or really maybe exciting. we just release that and call it Which it's is, like a lego what, short that's what it? i was thinking like <laughs> after i watched it, i was literally like you could just release this <laughs> like it was literally just like a cool lego short film yeah, so I've I've heard of filmmakers doing that before with like their entire feature. Like they'll get oh, they'll get wow. storyboards or like they'll mix in some drawings with like you know photographs and stuff they just collected. And like just as like it. the audio reading of their script is like yeah. There's a great on the Film Riot podcast. They had Joe Pena. He's a former YouTuber, but he talked about doing that to pitch his movie, and he ended up getting pretty big actors on it. Wow. So, yeah. It was it was really cool, the the video you sent me, and it also like helped from an acting standpoint because it's like okay this is the tone Robert's shooting for yeah very uh, I'm not giving away too much there's a very quick quick yeah dialogue everything quick and I was like okay cool so now I know when we go there the day of quick yeah it also it helped because we're we're still like working through like one final draft which is some minor dialogue changes but it really helped like discover like what the pacing has to be yeah when i'm actually like in there in the editing room figuring out okay there's this little bit right here that could probably like be cut out cut yeah and that saves us shooting it it saves time and it also just i don't know it's something about like if you feel accomplished uh-huh. And it's like, so now it doesn't seem as big of a task ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
any of you're listening trying to take on big projects uh make a make a cheap little version of it first it's really yeah. helpful it's just for you you're you know you're the only one that's going to see it it'll help you you can show it to your crew members if you have crew members to help them figure out you know it's a good idea well, yeah, that's the update for this <laughs> that's week. It. Yep. Yeah. Listen next week to find out what happens next. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a tentative date to shoot in mid June. We'll see if yep. that works out. But we, yeah, that's the hope. We have like a, a one like bigger name that we're trying to get and we'll hopefully get and then um, finalizing ca- uh, crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. And that does it for this week. And now it is time for you to vote for which rival pitch you like the best this week. Did you like my Bandicoot pitch? Did you like Chase's Bandicoot pitch better? Head over to our Instagram. We're going to look for the post that we posted today, Monday, May 9th. It has the same graphic as what you see in your podcast player. In the comments, let us know which pitch you like the best. Last rival pitch, the winner ended up being chase bridges himself there there are a lot of closeted meet the robinsons fans that we discovered over the course of the past two weeks y'all really went hard for that movie so now me and chase are tied 1v1 so leave your votes for this week because you'll break the tie for now Anyway, we got an email recently from Sophia. She left us a few suggestions and also said that her dad listened to the podcast along with her and he gave us some advice. He said we should be more confident when pitching our ideas. And apparently he's a team leader, so he knows all about that. And honestly, yeah, I agree with you. Listening back to some of these episodes, I think in the future, we're definitely getting more confident and also a little more theatrical with some of the pitches we're doing but uh yeah just a reminder we pre-record all these episodes so it's gonna take a few weeks before your advice really kicks in but we appreciate that and if any of y'all other listeners want to leave us advice or send us suggestions for any genres or franchises that we should do a future rival pitches episode about our email is written by podcast at gmail.com send us all your suggestions there and who knows maybe you could be responsible for the next episode also real quick at the beginning of this episode we talked about two music videos we were working on both of those are out now the two videos we were working on were punchlines by chase bridges our own chase bridges and lost boys freestyle by dave both of those are music videos we worked really hard on and we're really proud of so if you want to check them out punchlines is on chase's instagram at chase bridges two underscores and the dave music video is on dave's instagram at the official dot dave we'll also put the links to both of those videos in the podcast description but also make sure to go over to their socials give them some love on their instagrams and stream the songs if you like them I like them. I mean, that's why I made music videos for them, and I think you'll like them too. And lastly, make sure to follow our Instagram at WrittenByPod on Instagram. Also, we have a new Twitter page. It's at WrittenByPod on Twitter. We're still getting that Twitter page up and running, so you could be one of the first to go follow it. But we got some cool stuff going on on our Instagram. We'll have reels with the one-minute pitches from this episode going up this week. 
And that does it for this week. I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can find me at Robert two underscores Isaac and Chase at Chase Bridges two underscores. Make sure to go to our Instagram, leave a comment, let us know which rival pitch you like the best this week. And we'll be back with a From the Bowl episode next week. We'll see you then.